You're listening to TCT Radio, recorded live at the annual TCT meeting. Today's episode is hosted by Roxana Moran and includes discussion on the Tauber field, new mitral data, and the best moments of TCT 2017. What a day, what a day today at TCT. But let me introduce everybody. It's Roxana Moran. We're live at TCT Denver 2017. I'm here with my love, my true love, Marty Leon. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, it's our secret, but he is, yeah, he I'm, is I'm truly, getting jealous now. He's amazing. Yeah, I feel really he is the unloved. reason why I am here. Secret, yeah. 20 years yeah. and going strong. Yeah. I mean, someday and we're going to have to come out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll just have to tell people. All right, well, I'll just have to tell Linda. She's got to deal with it. Hey, I'll have to tell George. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And David Muller, welcome, David. Thank you, Roxanne. It's wonderful to have you. I, is this your first on the radio? First time on the radio. Oh, okay, yes, don't be shocked, darling. It's very relaxed. Relax. <laughs> I can see that already. I can see you're a little bit Ro- nervous. Roxanne, we're terrified. I'm yeah, seeing we're all that terrified, you guys are a little Roxanne. bit nervous. <laughs> don't be. This is just uh, really a, the best hour of your TCT is about yeah. to begin. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and Paul Saraja. Hello. Paul? Hi. Did you start this Denver thing with your cardiovascular innovation? What meeting? do you mean? No, you guys chose Denver long before <laughs> I you did. You better believe yes, we did. Right. <laughs> but but Paul, what a what a nice choice for you, you guys. It was it, it's a great town. Thank you. I agree and too. Wonderful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having um, me. Paul, you're at the Minneapolis Heart Institute, is That's that right. correct? That's right. Running the structural program, strong. That's correct. Yeah. Is this your first on the radio? I've been on doctor radio before. No, this, this radio. TCT radio. So, Forget about it. But I don't know if that counts. No, it totally doesn't okay. count. There you TCT go. radio is the only radio show. <laughs> so, yeah, is this the first? Uh, yes. Oh, good. Well, Absolutely. welcome. Thank welcome. You. Mike, you're, you're an old... You're an old hat for this. Old, you can stop with old. You've been on this, <laughs> and, and you've been on this how many times? I put you on every year. A couple times, yeah. Of course, of course. Wonderful. Welcome, Mike. And, and what, a, what a nice day we had. Um, TCT Denver. Let's start with that. How's that going? David, what do you think? I think it's been a wonderful week. Um, it was bitterly cold on Monday for mm. some reason. I, yeah. It was a beautiful day when I arrived, and suddenly Monday was freezing. So mm-hmm. uh, apart from that, it's been a great, great isn't days. it absolutely gorgeous when you look out and you see these like rocky yeah, mountains? Yeah, 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 America, the beautiful. Wish I had time to get up and explore them. I know. I know. We've kept you very busy, yeah. David. Right? Yeah. Paul. Oh, um, it's been a terrific week. L- yeah. I'm hearing unbelievable, unbelievable positive feedback for th- obviously the content. Um, yeah. Mike, what's going on? I mean, are well, I you going to? Well, first of all, Denver is so beautiful. What what a great place to hold this. Uh-huh. It's so easy to get around. What a great venue this convention center is. Right. Uh, you know, and the talks have been superb. Uh, my only regret, and I'm sure everybody shares it, is that we all have so many things we have to do that we can't make it to all the talks mm-hmm. that we'd really like to. There, there's so much knowledge here that you can mm-hmm. only get a small part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got to come back next year so I can get the talks I missed this year. Yeah, so we want to we want to hear feedback. Uh, I think you know everybody is into like how should education be done most effectively to make sure that we are. Uh, getting uh, everyone, everyone can attend whatever it is that they want to attend. That they're, they're getting the most out of this. I mean, there's so much work and effort. I don't need to tell you. Marty's working around the clock to make sure that this goes on. But the whole team here does. But we want the best educational venue. I'm but always impressed with how relaxed Marty looks all the time. 
You should have seen him. Is it natural or medication, Marty? We need to know. Listen, you should have seen him a couple of weeks ago pacing back and forth with that PCR, PCI 40, Tara 15 thing, Imogi. Oh, my God. I hope, did you go by it? I saw it, yeah. Oh, my God. Is that unbelievable? Yeah. It's really amazing. Did you walk through? Yeah, it is. Did you walk through? Yeah, it, it, the interesting thing to me is that you're the up great there. majority of this, you're, up there, you're in there. The, the great majority, there. Of, the great majority of this stuff has happened in my lifetime. You look, you often think for things, Taver, of yeah. course. Well, even yeah. much of even much of the PCI story is, you know, lived through that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was a young surgeon when it came out, and all my older surgeons said, "This is crazy. It'll never work. Mm -hmm. They're all dead, and I'm now." doing Taver, so yeah. interesting stuff. So what do you guys want to talk about? I mean, we could talk about boring <laughs> trials. <laughs> I just want to know something. Uh, so we're in Denver. Did anybody try cookies and fun things here? Ooh. You could speak about it. It's totally legal. Mm. No? This time yet. No, no. time. No, this time yet, but not, uh, not, not yet, up to huh? this point. Not up to this point. All yeah. right. No, what but about, it was a first smell. What do you think smell. of the air? The smell, it's around. It was the first sense that I had when mm. I got out of yeah, my taxi in Denver. It's, it's a, be it's a <laughs> yeah, beautiful thing, It's like, thing, where are it? those cookies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were right up next to me. That's right. You know, was, Maybe that's what Marty's been on. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you frankly, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see any chips over here, so he's not munching. So. <laughs> I don't recommend the edibles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought I about it, but all my friends in Santa Rosa, after the fires, I figured I had to support them, so I drank a lot of wine oh, while I was there. That, oh, only to support them. That's a good idea. The Santa Rosa thing is pretty bad, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so it's a sort of an open field. I, I like to kind of throw in a little bit of science. So let's go there a little bit. So the late-breaking trials today, um, or, or, or anything. Like if you had to rate, I mean, we, this, is the, this was day three of the late-breaking trials. Tomorrow is the last bit. Um, what, what do you think was the best one or, you know, what, what, what tickled you or got you nervous about your job, Mike? <laughs> well, no, 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 nothing gets me nervous about my job because I get to do both. And so, I know, so, I know. So, but for so, your colleagues, you yeah, know, your for, buddies. For, for my colleagues that are a little slower on the uptake. Right, right. Well, so I think, I think, listen, you know, watching the progression of TAVR data as we build it has oh. been amazing. I remember watching uh, Bino Thirani give the S3 data and, yeah. and being stunned at how good that was. And then uh, Nicholas Van Meegen gave the uh, one-year Sertavia in the 30-day continued access in 275 patients zero mortality, and 0.4% stroke. This is just where the field of TAVR itself mm -hmm. is, is going. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, and, that, and that quality of life stuff yeah. was just well, phenomenal. Well, well David Cohn's analysis, the uh, cost-effectiveness yeah. yes. analysis, was, was staggering. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It really blew me away because yeah. nobody really expected that yeah. because it is such a dominant strategy yeah. now. It wasn't just that the cost was so much less. I mean, the in-hospital cost was less. And then nobody expected that the... Um, the progressive out-of-hospital costs were going to be continuing um, to favor TAVR. And then when you added some of the other uh, quality-adjusted life year benefits, it was such a dominant strategy that it's going to be interesting to see how that's received. Marty, okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get to see that presentation. What was the length of stay in there? Is that a big change from the original data? Yeah, it's about yeah, half the length of stay of, par of partner one. Right. And, it, and in reality, yeah. it's even shorter it's than that It's right down to now. three days or something, the, right? So the median length of stay was three, the mean yeah. was four. Right. I mean, Gosh. most people are down to a median length of stay of I think two. It's, so, so I Marty, can I, can I ask Marty, yeah. I actually want all my interventional colleagues, I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're seeing this tremendous data come out, not just the outcomes, yeah. but we're also seeing the economic data. P3 is now closed. We're very close in Evolute R. We, you know, we suspect that low risk will likely be 
positive, mm -hmm. and if it does, then you know we'll be able to select appropriately. Up till now, I as a surgeon have been the gatekeeper to make sure that you guys don't choose inappropriate people for TAVR. Well, once it's we, gonna be the other way one, around. One, yeah, one, what, what are we gonna do when low risk is, and, and surgeons are operating on people without discussing this? Should we have a cardiologist as a gatekeeper? Mm. Yeah, so I think this is, you know, I wanna just tell you that after the data was being presented, um, there was such a shock with the quality of life thing because it was so good. And there was talk uh, that, and, and uh, you know, on, unofficial talk that they said, how many of your patients, if, if low risk is positive, how many of your patients, what percentage of your patients would you send to TAVR? And it was in the upwards of 80 to 90 percent. Mm, yeah. the, the problem, so, the problem, Rox, so is, well, that's what, that's from the interventionalist. But, but, You're right. But well, what about the people that just show up at a surgeon yeah. and they never get to talk right, to Right, but they get to the surgeon first through the cardiologist. So I think we need to be smart to be in general cardiology sessions yeah. to make sure that we educate, spread the word and make those important connections regionally, nationally, globally, to make sure that the patients are gonna get the right yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it's really important, but I think we, we've already started uh, talking to our surgeons about bringing all aortic valve disease to the heart team, not just those that yeah, are but, but really our, risk. Surgeons, uh, our surgeons would never do that. Well, it's, I think uh, there's, yeah. there's a pretty good argument well, for it now. It's, it's yeah. the guidelines have it as a class one indication. Use of the heart team when any yeah. intervention is being considered yes, surgical or transcatheter, it's supposed to be multidisciplinary, and uh, I think that should Surgeons be impressed aren't upon doing them. That, though, they're right? not because they're afraid Are of they giving doing away. It at your no, because they're not because when we were they doing when, it at Mayo. Uh, no, uh, so at Mayo, uh, every patient is required don't essentially be, don't to go. Don't worry, they're no, not going to no, listen to no, this. They're essentially required <laughs> to go through a cardiologist, but in other groups, prior practices, no, it's direct to surgeons, yeah. and and the surgeons, you know, have some fear about losing their procedures and losing in the tavern. It's, I think it's, it's reasonable to see how they are anxious about that. But, but I think it's important to keep in mind that it is a strong class one recommendation that it's a multidisciplinary approach regardless. Mm -hmm. The tide will change and it will be hard to actually train surgeons for open surgery. I mean, I think there's gonna be less and less surgeons going right. into that. They're gonna all be coming towards you guys to learn transcatheter techniques, mm -hmm. uh, just like the vascular surgeons. I mean, it's really changing. What you talked about 15 years ago, Marty, when this field first opened. Well, you know, it's, it's happened. It's, come, it's much, gonna happen. Yeah, but it's happened much more slowly than I would have hoped. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were on that bandwagon. I had predicted 10 years ago that a quarter of the interventionalists would come from surgery you know, before 2020, and that's clearly not happening yet. Mm -hmm. um, so somehow we have to inculcate within the surgical culture that, you know, it doesn't matter how you fix, whatever you're fixing, um, uh, you need to have catheter and transcatheter skills. Not every skill. You don't have to do complex CTOs. You don't have to do coronary angioplasty. But when you get into structural heart disease, I think the surgeons have to get more involved. They have to make a commitment in their training, and it's got to be supported at every level with the societies, and that's just not happened yet. I mean, we have a program in Columbia, and we have difficulty recruiting young surgeons just to come and train. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's that's crazy. All right. Well, um, so that's the that's when 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 will low risk come out? So when when do we prepare <sighs> the surgeons for the loss of jobs and it's patients? <laughs> I, well, I, I personally have mine on my calendar for ACC 219. Yeah, I've already penciled it in. Uh huh. Though. What about uh, what about the um, low risk Edwards Marty? When is that going to be available? Soon. You know, we haven't Sooner. announced anything. I think that there's a good chance. At some point. There's a good chance that it could be 
on ACC 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would love to see those back to back at ACC. What what a great session that would be. I think that would mm -hmm. uh, oh, why? that would shock the world. <laughs> I mean, there are actually 4,000 patients on low risk trials. Yeah, yeah. there are the wow. two in the U.S. and there are two outside the U.S. It's unbelievable. There's Notion two and there's the U.K. trial. Yeah. The old comer trial. So when you put all that together, it's then I just think powerful. the aggregate data yeah. is going to speak for itself. So to the other left-sided valve, the mitral valve, we had, there was some room. It's a great valve. Cool. It's a complicated yeah. valve. I haven't figured that valve out yet. Yeah. What about the trials that, we, you know, there were a couple of really interesting trials, um, you know, small numbers of patients, really kind of, I would call them first reports. I think they were appropriately placed there. Any uh, any thoughts there, Marty? What's your what's your favorite device? Well, I, I, I don't have a favorite device. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I think of the mitral yeah. space. Which of your daughters is prettiest? Please yeah. tell us publicly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, first, I think, I think it's great that COAPT is enrolled, and I think that this time next year at TCT, you're going to see COAPT. So Can't I wait. Think, I think yeah. that's going to be an important trial. Yeah. You know, I think people are putting such emphasis on it. I don't want people to think that the field is going to is going to rise or fall just based upon that one trial. It's mm -hmm. got strengths and weaknesses, but I think it will, you know, tilt things in certain directions. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to be, you know, anxious to see those results. But the stuff that we're shown today, I think, is fantastic. We're seeing a lot of new devices that are beginning to slowly mature to the point that we're beginning to get consistent outcomes and we're beginning to think through how to best manage patients and, and, and bring what are early feasibility studies into pivotal clinical trials. So I think we're beginning the process. So I think that there's tremendous momentum now. And I was impressed. I thought David's presentation was great looking at the late follow-up with Tendine. I thought Paul did a beautiful job um, mm -hmm. showing the early results with with Intrepid, and I think that there's uh, a lot of excitement that's building yeah. now. I think what's really nice is that I think in each of these trials we've learned a bit of something, yeah. mm -hmm. and and I'm looking forward to seeing even better outcomes when the pivotal stuff gets underway. So what uh, have you learned? Because you know there are people listening; they want to know absolutely. what Paul Saraja learned. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we learned about the apical access. You know mm -hmm. we learned about the perioperative heart failure. You know, I, I think um, the apical access is actually a misnomer. You know, uh, it's actually more transventricular than it's actually transapical. Mm -hmm. And that, that has implications because the further you get away from the apex, the more likely you could have trouble with oh. bleeding. It's like puncturing a free wall of a heart. Mm -hmm. Whereas the apex, you know, when we look and think about TA Taver, we would just go right through the apex, not think twice about it, put the air valve and close it on the way out. Whereas here, we're trying to be coaxial with the mitral valve, and sometimes we end up a little too far from the apex, and I think we can get into trouble. So I think those types of experiences, bringing them uh, uh, as learning experiences into the pivotal, uh, I, I really look forward to seeing which way the outcomes are going to go. You know, the interesting thing about uh, TAVR versus TMVR is that with TAVR, we struggled to make the valves work inside the patients. Mm -hmm. Now we're working, well, and the TMVR valves work, now we're struggling to make the patients work around the valves. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real opposite way of, of thinking, and you have to realign yourself as to how you choose and care for patients. Mm -hmm. The valves work. It just it's a whole different patient population. I think that's right. We're going to need bigger numbers and much longer term follow-up to see. We can fix the valve, as you say. Yeah. We can fix the sym them symptomatically, yeah. at least for a short term, but they've still got a pretty sick ventricle, most yeah. of them. And uh, I, what that I, means in the longer term, I'm, yeah. well, and, I think we need But I think know. it's remarkable that both tendine and intrepid, over 75% of patients are class 1 or 2. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, for refractory yeah. heart failure, yeah. That's mind blowing, you know. And in that, in that, uh, when we looked at the Minnesota Living with Heart Failure questionnaire, a 24-point drop. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's five times what you see with medical therapy. I mean, it's really impressive. Yeah. So I, I, I'm very optimistic that if, as the procedure outcomes get better, that we'll see even better results overall. And as we master a transeptal approach to this, and Absolutely. no longer put Absolutely. a hole in these bad ventricles, yeah. it's going to yeah. make a huge difference. Absolutely. So you know, Rox, just a couple of other things I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, since today is Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Today's Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to go right there. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that Myra Guerrero did a phenomenal job. Beautiful yeah. job, huh? Uh, she is really a talented woman. She is. And, I, and, and the way she ran that trial, oh, my God. She, the mitral. She, she this is the mitral study. She intimidated study. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, was, she was so precise and so rigorous, but also so kind. And yes. in, in, in invested so much effort into this. And mm -hmm. it, it's really hard to appreciate when you just see the presentation, but she did a phenomenal job. Wow. Yeah. And there's so much that we learned. And it, it, it really was kind of a group learning experience. Every one of those calls, people were sharing ideas. And yeah. there's so much that evolved out of that. And a lot of creativity also in terms Absolutely. of technique and discussion. Absolutely. It, that was great. So someone described it to me recently that what she is doing and what we're doing in the max space is like training a car in a NASCAR speedway because, you know, these manufacturers take cars and they push them to the limits and then look at what they learn and bring it back to the cars that we purchase every day. Yep. That's what she did with Valve and Mac. She's wow. pushing the boundaries beyond any, where anybody else felt comfortable pushing. And all those lessons learned about LVOT, how to manage, everything. I mean, it's it's quite phenomenal. So she she deserves a lot of credit. And then yeah. probably the funniest thing that happened at the end of her presentation was when she tried to tell David Adams that he yes. should. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? I wasn't. How to do mitral valve surgery? <laughs> <laughs> no, she wanted. She wanted David to use rings that were designed for a future valve and valve. Oh, that's and, great. And I, even sitting way back there, I knew that was going to raise the <laughs> heat. She got a few raised eyebrows. Did, Dave, yeah. did David grow some hair? Oh, oh Dave, Dave, Dave said, whoa, <laughs> slow down there. Yes. <laughs> David. <laughs> great reaction. Great reaction. Oh, wow. That was a lot of fun. And I, I tell you, the other thing was that there was a live case that came out of Detroit. I don't know how yeah, much Yeah, I heard about how this. Much you guys saw it. Yeah. It was a Basilica case, the eighth one done in the world. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I can't even figure out these acronyms anymore. <laughs> yeah. you know, Lampoon, Basilica. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, so, what Adam so talk did, about the Basilica, Marty. This just a was device. I, I tell just you, tell us what is that device? Everybody what, what, on the panel had their just their mouths were open. It yeah. was this was a, a relatively young woman who had previous aortic valve surgery, and they put in a really small valve, a 19, mm. a 19 magna. Yeah. Um, and of so course it's a failed valve. It's a it's valve and valve. It's a failed valve. But she also had a face sinuses and she had a threatened coronary. And she was not going to be somebody who's going to have another operation for a variety of other reasons. So the question is, how do you manage this? And they used a combination of techniques that were incredibly creative to get an unbelievable result. Yeah. Um, and they have a way to be able to lacerate yeah. one of the bioprosthetic leaflets, the one that's um, wow. close yeah. to the coronary, to to create this kind of wow. this this um, open funnel to be able to have access to the coronary in addition to cracking the valve. Yeah, I was going to say, so they <laughs> did BVF too. They did both. Yeah, yeah, both. Wow. They did both, and they ended up with a gradient wow. of zero. <laughs> but, you know, but the, the what was the valve they used to put in? Um, uh, it was a um, uh, Evolute Pro 23. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the, the amazing thing, though, is that the, the, the guys that think of something like Basilica, you know, as a surgeon, if you said, I'm going to cut one of your leaflets in half, I'd say, well, you're going to die. <laughs> and yet, and yet, you don't. I mean, it's just the the, the field is, is has done so many ingenious things. Yeah, yeah. It's and amazing. think about it. He, he did this whole case in thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's extraordinary. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just. I, wow. I think we're all just stunned, and you know, clearly, a lot of creativity still happening, and a lot more that can mm. be done. But mm. uh, wow. fantastic. So it's an exciting space. Great.
So the other sets of trials were very much so boring compared to all this excitement. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, really. dap, Just dap shorter is better. Oh, okay. Dap, 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 yeah, like, like really. Okay, it's shorter is better, <laughs> whatever. Okay, so now let's have some fun. Okay, enough. A um, couple of things I want to ask you guys. You like the TCT tire this year? Well, yeah, oh. not, so sure, not so fond of the purple, but the, the teal was good. I'm, teal I'm, teal I'm okay. feeling bad here. Teal is good. The teal's good. The yeah. teal is good. The purple. Teal and, teal and purple don't go with brown skin people. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I think, I think you look <laughs> great kidding. with it, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. I'll so think of that the, the next time I try it The only question is, what does Abby like? If, exactly. she, if she likes purple, wear purple. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'll wear what she wants. The funny oh. thing is you have no idea how much effort goes into selecting that oh, tie, how much I, controversy that is. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they're I especially mean, made, aren't they? They're oh, of course. How do you have them designed? Well, you know, we oh. go to specific, you know, design vendors. This one happened to be Xenia, and we go through a whole process. Jeez. There's wow. a, and it's got to have a hard process. theme, but it's got to be so subtle that you yeah. would want to wear the tie, and you can only know that it's a hard theme yeah. if you're really if looking at it really closely. Yeah. You know what I would like to just comment upon? I've, I have for yes. years used the bags, the TCT bags, <laughs> as yeah. my briefcase at work. And, and no my last bags. one is just about gone. It's uh, just uh, about uh, worn uh, out. Uh, uh, uh -oh. And they haven't been any for a few years. No, no, for, and true. no meeting is giving bags. No, I know. But what am I going to have to buy so what, one? What, <laughs> what do you want? Like the, 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 the ugly leather thingy? That was a great bag. Oh, the it was one a great bag. The one from 2004, 2005. Right. I remember yeah, yeah. that bag. I carry that was a great bag. <laughs> Look, I, have, I have a collection of vintage bags. I'm glad to give you one. <laughs> <laughs> now, truth be known, we buy those bags from China, and the price of those bags was an obscene anywhere from 4 to $7 a bag. So oh, my goodness. Very, very inexpensive, even though you like them that much. But now China suddenly has raised the prices significantly. And oh, and my God. It would be impossible you know, we didn't to want do to that. So I see. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'll have to find the vendor from you. Maybe but, but buy one from there <laughs> <laughs> directly. So my other question, Tom Hanks, what'd you think? Did you see him? I you wasn't, yeah, I wasn't like able to go. There. No, sorry. No, I'm there? sorry. I was not able to go Were either. You there? I, no, I had a publications committee. Oh, meeting there we go. You, you, okay, you so never I missed publications. But report, yeah. By all reports, it yeah. was very good. Yeah. yeah like I heard someone wanted him to be. First of all, the main arena, the funniest thing was, the main arena was packed. Like you can't imagine, and Greg told him this is the most packed it's been at yeah. all, <laughs> like for the whole meeting. So that was very interesting. I, 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 did he, did I he loved talk him. About, did you talk about his medical condition? He, for the first well, time. Well, that was very interesting. Yeah, uh, right. It, it was very interesting, Rox, because we were given specific instructions not really to talk about medically related topics that were directed at his personal medical conditions. Mm. And we were incredibly respectful. Oh. I mean, Michael Lee was there because Michael Lee is the cardiologist mm -hmm. who's taking care of him. And it's well known that he's got type 2 diabetes. But he kind of blurted out during the course of the hour. Um, uh, it was kind of an oblique comment to one of Michael's questions that, um, yeah, that he had angioplasty and a stent in his LAD. It's the first time he's admitted that or discussed that in public. Wow. <laughs> and, then he went, and then he went through this whole sequence of how he decided that it had to be radial. He didn't want anybody touching his groin. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that was great for radio first, you know, that whole... Oh, yeah, that's that what whole, I heard. It was like tweeted uh, out, that like... That whole tweeted oh, out, yeah. you oh know, yes. hashtag so. radio first, and Tom Tom Hanks is like radio first, you know, and great stuff, so it was good. And he gave kind of a running commentary because he didn't have much sedation, obviously, during the procedure, and he was talking to Michael during the procedure, and he was going back and forth about, you know, 
kind of uh, um, uh, um, satirizing what uh, what Michael was telling him during the procedure. So it was it, it, it was, was pretty funny. It was oh, amazing. Wow. I, I think he was an amazing. I thought it was uh, it was fantastic. Uh, he's and an he's incredible really person. human and very yeah. brilliant. And you know, we struggle. I mean, I don't know if we should do these things. Yeah, anymore. that that's I mean, what I was going mean, to go to next. What we do you think, think about this a lot, and and um, you know, we've had all kinds of people in the past, and made a conscious decision not to do anything that uh, had anything that that was related to politics because right. it's just it's just too yes i mean the world is too complex and at the end of a long day what you want to do is to try to get people to feel good about themselves as they walk out of the room and not have to think too much about all the negative issues that we have to deal with on a daily basis so so we decided that we needed somebody who was going to be a positive person wow. so having said that i heard the only thing i really heard about it was there was a little bit of a call for tom hanks for president is a <laughs> okay so that was yeah. that that's another little insider story you know each of us had to come up with questions i came up with a question and I, in my final question was going to be that look since we're now talking about these popularist candidates and you know that's now the big thing not just in the u.s but elsewhere you're about the most popular guy in the world i mean um, have you thought about running for elected office? That was the one question out of the 20 we submitted to him that he said he didn't want to discuss. Oh, uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that would be so, that so means cool. Uh, yes. That means yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this space? I don't know. What's this space? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I always ask about um, whether you guys play um, uh, an instrument. Any of you play an instrument? <laughs> oh, gosh. I want the world to know a, about David Mullard. I was a saxophonist. You were. You see, it's amazing. There are a lot of interventional cardiologists who play instruments. Yes. So I want to do like like a little bit of a survey study over mm -hmm. here. So you were you like in a band? I played through college, jazz and the concert. Oh, oh, really? Symphony. Yeah, wow. I was serious. Symphony, like oh, serious yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, I was serious. Yeah. So okay, was Marty, pretty, yeah. no more Tom Hanks. We got Paul. No. Doing yeah. saxophone for us <laughs> next <laughs> <Okay>. year. <laughs> well, you don't want to hear it we now. We might do. We might do a no nice way. little band. No <laughs> Set up a TCT band. That would be yeah. There we go. Uh, David, do you? No, I don't think there's a musical bone in my body. I don't, I'm quite sure of that. But when I was uh, growing up, uh, men didn't play musical instruments as a rule. In really? Australia, you, in know, you played football or you, you played cricket. Rugby. You, played cricket. Cricket. you didn't play a musical instrument. No, that, that would not be like that was cool. Not, no, that wasn't cool. So, so I will tell you something, Roxana, that I don't think that I've admitted, but uh, I grew up in a small apartment in Brooklyn, and my mother thought that it was very important for me to learn a musical instrument when I was a kid. We had neither the space nor the the economics to be able to buy a piano, but she thought I'd be much more popular if I learned how to play the piano. But since we couldn't get a piano, what did she decide that I should play? The accordion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were much more popular after that. <laughs> the coolest kid in oh school. God. So you play the accordion? I lasted five years. I ended oh with Lady of Spain God. at the age oh of 11 God. and said, never again. Oh, that's so cool. See that, right? So, I've so never told anybody that, right? So, so you have a future in the, on the street corner in, uh, in Paris or something. <laughs> okay, oh Reardon. Well, I was hoping you'd forgotten about it. Spit it out. Spit it out. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. There are a lot of doctors. And in Houston, it, it was kind of a big deal for doctors and in fact I did my cardiac with Denton Cooley and Denton looked for when you become a resident he wanted somebody that played sports mm -hmm. somebody that played an instrument and somebody that was over six foot tall right. oh. and, and all I could I could tick off the sports but I have I have no rhythm I, I, I can't even tell the difference between musical notes I have no no hope and I was less than six feet tall so I'm still not sure why he took me but you know year after year you could actually he Generally took cookie cutters, and almost everybody played an instrument. Oh wow! I mean, he played he played in a band called the Heartbeats when you know when he was coming up. Oh wow! wow. That's pretty cool. And Roxanne, you? 
I don't on. have a musical bone at all. Isn't that <laughs> yeah. terrible? It's sad. My my daughters are all yeah, really, no, my daughters really good. Well, well, I think you Excellent. should talk to Marty and take up the accordion. I'm you guys taking <laughs> the accordion, Marty. <laughs> I mean, if you're in love you anyway, know, uh, you might as well play the accordion. That's right, exactly. Santa has some of the talent the most talented kids, you wouldn't believe it. Roxana, tell us about your daughter, who's a freshman in college now. Just tell them. <laughs> My daughter is at Oxford University. Oh, yeah. wow. Studying at Oxford. Yeah. Wow. That is fantastic. I am yeah. so proud She's of her. She's so, so you have a daughter in university? You had a child at 10? I, I know. I'm, That's unbelievable. I'm like really young. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the best story is that uh, Marty Leon a true story. Was, there, was, was there for me because he's my love. And his wife is right here. I can tell. She gives me permission <laughs> to love him. And and Marty was there because I had no member of my family during my daughter's christening in Athens, Greece. So here's the story. Marty came up. He's Jewish. Of course, everybody knows that. Yep. And we're in this Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, all Greek church. I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely in Greek, with a priest that had like the longest beard, bald oh head, gosh. and extremely scary. With big black thick, hat. He was yeah. like six foot six. Right. He was I, huge. I was terrified. I didn't know and, what he was doing. And he do. had like these oh like sausages for fingers. You know, he was one of those really big guys. And he grabs my tiny little daughter out of my hand and Got I think Marty almost passed out next <laughs> to me and he dunks her in and dunks her in and she's <laughs> screaming and it went on for hours and you had to do the <laughs> thing and the oil and the whole thing the Greek you know the bat, big fat Greek wedding but yeah. this was the big fat Greek christening oh what well, <laughs> We came out of there. I thought he was going to pass out. I, I didn't oh. know if I should hold the baby yeah. or if I should, I should hold well, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you clarified that, though. When you said he was there for you, I thought yeah. you meant at, the, at your delivery. You know? No. Yeah. That would have been really weird. Well, yeah. That no, would have been really it's not weird. That, it's not that weird because <laughs> the partners at the Washington Hospital Center, when we were there, I, I delivered my first daughter in the Washington Hospital Center. One of our partners was there oh, during right. the delivery. Okay. So it, it has it has been done. We were very, very close. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so you know what happened? in 12 days since you brought up Greece. Yeah, what The happens? real marathon in Athens in 12 days. I have oh, two of my heart right. surgeons are on their way over there. They're going right. oh, to go over right. in early November and right. get, get used to right. it. The oh, real marathon. The real Beautiful. marathon. Yeah. where and It's very tough, but yeah. they have to do it in November yeah. because As long the guy as they who do better it, than the first guy who did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> it was August. Yeah. Because it was August. And he ran it in August. He ran it in August? In Marathon. Yeah. In Marathon ah. Beach. And died. Yes, yes. So that's good. Um, so, you know, Rox, on, on, on Tuesday night, I had, uh, that's last night, I guess. Yeah. We had a wonderful celebratory dinner for Elazar. Yeah, Abel. tell us about that. Um, and because as you were talking about the marathon, I was thinking because his, his middle son is training for the Winter Olympics right now. Mm, wow. It's pretty um, amazing. Elazar is a pretty incredible guy. And it's, it's one of the things that I, is exciting for me, at TCT, to have a chance to get to know some of these extraordinary people better. And... Both Elazar and Alec are just two oh. great people, so wow. it was such a pleasure this year Those to be able to recognize yeah. them. But um, Elazar's middle son, he's, first of all, his oldest son, Alex, is a stand-up comic. I know. He's a comedian. That's what he does. <laughs> and these, by the way, are MIT grads. Um, yeah. And his middle son um, is right now training for the Winter Olympics. And what event? Now, he, at first, what country is he training for? This is not Israel. US. He's, Has training, to be Israel. he's training for Israel. Wow. He's going to represent surprised. Israel yeah. in the Winter Olympics. Now, yeah. you might... Wonder how many well, athletes is really yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Winter Olympics? <laughs> you can count them on the few fingers of one hand. That's fantastic. Uh, and you might wonder what event it is. And the event is the skeleton. Do you know what the skeleton oh, is? Yeah, oh, yeah. That is a yeah. terrifying sport. It's a terrifying sport. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely you terrifying. You lie in your stomach. Yeah. It's a bobsled. It's yeah. a one-person bobsled. And you go down this 
and mm -hmm. and the 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 run is about a mile, and it drops about a thousand feet during that mile. Uh, you generate about anywhere from nine to eleven G's of force, and you're basically face down, yeah. Uh, yeah. going at 120 miles an hour. Yeah, I think you better. <laughs> on ice. You better go to the It's unbelievable. You better go to the brownie store first, and have something to eat to get ready for the. Okay, yeah. Ooh, it's cool. And this is going to be in Korea, right? This uh, is going to be Korea. in South Korea, and his and his name is he's the Hebrew Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. So how does, so how does cool. one get into skeleton in Israel? Uh, he didn't do very much training in Israel. Yeah. He was in yeah. Utah. Most of, those, in, most of those countries do their winter sport it, training it in, else. Yeah. Like in yeah. North America. The Jamaican bobsled team. It's exactly yeah. like that. Well, yeah, yeah because I mean, most, most Olympic athletes know from a very young age that they want to do something. And yeah, so, so I'm sure that he was doing this for a while. Yeah. Well, no. No, he just no? picked it up recently. He decided, look, he said, look, I'm a Jewish kid. I really like sports. Um, and I want to prove that Jewish kids who like sports can actually do something in oh, a competitive way. So wow. he just, he, you know, just decided this Look, it's going to be fantastic. What a great <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have to be light or heavy on those things? I don't light, know. Light, you're better light. off being... you got to be both because you got to be fast. Yeah. 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 Because a lot of the races won be before lean. you actually get on it. Yeah. You, you know? have to yeah. be lean, strong. And, you gotta be and lean. Your, your core has to be incredibly core. strong. strong yeah. Yeah. Because I think you yeah. hold. You hold you're it, not, yep. You don't just lie on you, it. You're basically. You're, you're off of it. Yeah. You've got to you be know? able to steer. Because you're steering, steering yeah. it. Yeah. You're basically doing a plank the whole way. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to think about it. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. No, but Elazar is an incredible person. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, getting to know him better, you just appreciate it. This guy, <laughs> he's mentored 350 postdocs and fellows oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he is you know over 90 theses he he supervised wow. I mean, you know his commitment to mentorship um, is beyond anything that I've ever seen before wow it's uh, impressive. incredible incredible and uh, Alec too right oh Alec is a wonderful guy so you, I, I learned about a lot about Alec I had no idea that he was more of a mitral person oh, yeah. before he became the Taver person and He's just—he's just so lovely and humble, right? Oh, he was, hum humility. Well, he's so funny. He, you know, he's because I—I I mean, he's really done a lot of pioneering stuff, but he doesn't like to talk about it. Mm. So, yeah. I got him on the phone and started. I said, "Look, we're going to have one of those, you know, Roxanne Moran, you know, radio shows. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, let's speak for an hour, and just anything yeah. comes in your mind." Right, and right. We threw right. around a lot of questions, and he said. He doesn't really think of himself as being a first-in-man guy. He thinks of himself as being a second-in-man guy. Right. <laughs> second-in-man. <laughs> and yeah, then he went through he about the ten all things the that he did things. that were number two. <laughs> but the other thing, I'm not sure whether, I didn't see that, I'm not sure whether it came out, but he spent an enormous amount of time in the South Pacific and elsewhere so working and helping. Nobody realizes his exactly. humanitarian oh, you know spirit. that. I didn't know oh, yeah, that. Yeah, when yeah. he first, he did the first um, uh, mitral commiserotomy um, catheter, commiserotomy in Europe. Um, he was, I think, second in the world because they did him first in Japan with Kanji Inoue. Um, but then when he began to learn the technique, he realized that the, the, the disease is really a poor, a, a poor people's disease. Yeah. It's yeah. a third world country disease. So he literally went to every country in Europe. Um, he went to every country in Asia, North Africa, and he was on a mission to teach them how to do mitral commiseratomy. Incredible. And I, I was just blown away. He did this for the better part yeah. of, a de uh, of a decade. Yeah. 
uh, and still does it. Still yeah. goes back to many of these countries. Yeah. And this is not an economic thing. This is a no, tremendous. No. I should of talk to him because we started. I started going to Kenya last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have. Yes, and so and I've been twice. Are same you training th people in yep. Kenya? The idea is to, so to go in and like treat, train the treat exactly, and then train ourselves out of a job. No, yeah. no, but that's and good. It's, it's incredible. You go there, and we only have time but during do the whole week to do. they have equipment and stuff? They and do. They do. You, you, it's been conjured together, but, you know, you, you spend a week there, and we do 12, 15 cases, and you think you've done great work, and it is, but then you look around the corner, and there are 200 more. Mm -hmm. uh, right. I mean, it's just, it is a poor people's mm -hmm. disease, no. uh, and it's, it's tragic because it doesn't take much to prevent. Uh, and and mm -hmm. they just they just don't have the resources for it, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, so I I I empathize with what uh, Alec did. It, it's 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 incredibly gratifying and important. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So, the la the last thing I want to do uh, to tell you guys it's it's a little bit serious actually. Uh oh. Imagine <laughs> imagine that. So yesterday we had this session. Um, today's Wednesday, and yesterday there was a session totally devoted to diversity. And um, we had uh, not many people there in the room, but there was that last piece of the session when it was about the workforce for women and minorities. So a um, black, Afri an African-American woman got up there, and I think she's the only African-American interventional cardiologist who's here, anyway, amongst the faculty or the people, and of course we invited her. Uh, she got up and she talked about the incredible um, difficulties that she's had or, that, or to be able to attract women into interventional cardiology. And then we started having this almost a surreal um, thing went on where women got up to tell their stories. So one woman got up and um, she said that she's an interventional fellow at UMass and that she had interviewed at um, six interventional programs and five of the six program directors during the inter during the interview asked her if she was uh, if if she was worried about her biological clock and that whether or not she was planning to be pregnant during the year of the of the interventional fellowship i got to tell you so bob harrington like we know we bring men into these things too because it's important and I realized I, I, it really like lit up something in my head because 20 years ago the same thing happened to me when I went for a job at one of the private hospitals on Long Island where one of the very senior guys told me you're not pregnant are you during my interview and Marty knows this because I brought it back to him and and I chose to just stay quiet and just not go there and this woman, of course, UMass was the only program that didn't ask her that, so she chose UMass. And she's now working with Anthony DiMario. She's actually going to be a, taver a structural person. She did a whole year of, um, she first did a year with Anthony DiMario on imaging, uh, you know, uh, interventional imaging. And now she's doing a TAVR, you know, structural fellowship at UMass. Anyway. The bottom line is Bob Harrington almost fell off the chair and he's like, you know, they could be fired, et cetera, et cetera. And 
I thought about the fact that 20 years has gone by, but not much has changed, that, that these women are facing these very important difficulties, not just about their biological clock, but all of these different stories happened where the women would say, well, then, you know, we come out and we're trained, but nobody wants to hire us because they're worried that about our family, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know what the, what the answer is, but 20 years, it's not changed. It really hasn't changed. So, so my, what do you think my is past the problem? Life, in my yeah. past life, when I was chief of cardiothoracic at Baylor, I ran the residency program. And before I got there, and the entire history of the Baylor thoracic residency, which has gone on for decades, there had been one woman and one African-American guy. And about half my classes were women because they got turned down by other places. And so you could actually get a much more qualified person because they just, and, and after about four years, one of my more senior colleagues actually pulled me aside and said, you've made the residency too diverse. <coughs> and I said, what do you mean too diverse? And, you know, he wouldn't, he, he obviously wouldn't say it. I said, have, has anybody done a bad job? Are the residents doing okay? Oh, yeah, they're doing fine. They're really good, but they're too diverse. Right. And, you know, I was, I was just shocked. I mean, I'm at a major university. And but academic places are better because they couldn't get into trouble for these things right now with sexual harassment, et cetera, et cetera. In private practice, it's, yeah. it's yeah. rampant. I mean, these women were telling stories. I'm telling you, uh, I was in tears listening to this. And then I, I realized because nothing has changed and women can't do it, we have to, we have to ask you guys to help. Well, I you think know. it has changed. I mean, certainly in, in our yeah. place, we, the number of women graduating in medicine is much greater than it was 10 years ago. Uh, we have three interventional fellows here at this meeting, and they're all women. Wow. I know. Well, that's but, great. But my daughter is also uh, is an intern at the moment, and the, some of the stories I'm hearing, you know, I don't recognize any bullying going on in my institution, but she's not at my institution, and what I'm hearing from her is still there. It still exists. Uh, the way she's yeah. treated by some male Wow. Uh, consultant staff is just, um, mm -hmm. I just uh, my jaw drops just listening to it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's we've made some progress, but we've got a way to go. So the conduct and the appropriateness of the conduct, I wonder if it needs to be an etiquette or a, a, a statement uh, put together by, I, I don't know, but we need to do something, guys, because... Well, this really can't go on for much yeah. longer. One it's almost like the Harvey Weinstein yeah. well, uh, thing of, yeah. of interventional yeah. cardiology or cardiology. But, but the key, the key to that is to get more women into positions of authority. So our chair of surgery well, place is a woman. Right. Well, well we have a chair. We have a chair of surgery that's a woman, and and so you know, if 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 you did that in Barbara's department, she would personally dismantle you. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so you know, I mean, we can make all the statements we want, and and we can go out and actually talk to guys that we know that we want. You know, the problem is till we have women in, in positions of authority that are seen as equal to men. Mm. I mean, just, you know, how many chairs of surgery or cardiology were women 20 years ago? I mean, certainly in surgery, it's changing. Well, it's, you know. no, I can tell you what we did here this year, and, and it was really a, a movement by Marty and Greg to say that they wanted to see. They asked me, give me, give me the names of 500 women, whatever you can find, bring to me, and we'll give us choose and will increase I'll, Marty said I'll double the female faculty and oh. and that was done and all of these women are coming and they're saying yes and thank you and all of that but it's not about the you know you know we I think what we're doing is a little bit of like 
fixing the outside, there's a lot deeper, mm -hmm. a lot more stuff that's going on. And almost every woman you talk to who's gone through this journey has had not only these kinds of inappropriate um, questions regarding their biological clock, etc. And it's funny, Pam Douglas was there and he said, well, you know, what you should have answered, she said to the, fel to the fellow, you don't take it in a negative way. What they were trying to do is to see if you were enabled to do. I said, Pam, I got up. I go, Pam, what's, what's up with you? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, great, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> Roxanna. And I think it's because we've been so accepting of, well, no, you should, you know, you're, you're so privileged to be in this and you need to stop. You've got to be just like the guys and all of that. So we've got to do something. I don't know what it is, but we're going to need you guys to be on this uh uh, journey with us and yeah. it can't be this surface cleaning like if you wash the car but the car doesn't work it's not going to get you anywhere you know so we need to get into the engine yeah. uh, to see what needs to be done and I don't know what it is but I already spoke with Bob Bono I knew I was going to talk about it on the radio today uh, Bob Bono is like was livid when I told him the story and he's like okay uh, I want you to write something in JAMA cardiology let me t t tell me what you want me to do I think we need um, uh, men on, in position of power who represent interventional cardiology to say enough is enough that is not how you conduct yourself I mean Marty the, the, the what you gave me I never ever felt that with Marty ever mm -hmm. but that's why I stayed there for 20 years um, but all of us, every one of us women could tell you stories and we're, I'm going to compile those stories so that it could be like almost like a petition of why it, there needs to be a change in that. But you know, the Harvey Weinstein thing became serious when people actually, after having it under the table, not discussed, under right. the table for decades, people actually came forward. Yeah. So what you need, frankly, is... I think there are a lot of things we can do, but we need people to be a little bit more upfront about it. Um, by it's exactly like, what Bob Harrington said. I mean, actually. some of the women need to, you know, help us to understand um, exactly what's happening, and then I think we can give it enough visibility where um, uh, um, it's not going to take too many instances of of um, an individual being, you know, recognized for exhibiting that kind of behavior, where it's it's going to quickly change. Yeah, it has to. That's yeah. great. It's yeah. great to hear. I, I think so. that is the uh, that is the message for Wednesday. <laughs> We've <laughs> got to make a, a difference, and I, I think it was it was. So why don't you awakening. write your article? Yeah, we are going to do and, something, and, and, and we'll talk to up. Bob. And I think what we can do is we can write your article, and it's got to be absolutely beautiful. It should be written by women, with some interesting examples. And then we should have uh, the 50 most prominent uh, interventionalists and yeah. cardiac surgeons Put, sign get that together and, and a petition and, and some know? kind of a code of conduct or something that with the, by the board or whatever. Because I think program directors don't understand that, Marty. Uh, you know, they don't. And and uh, the people who are running the departments, who are hiring, hiring for their cath labs and manning manning the cath lab. It's, it is a manning thing. Yeah, but but you there are, also has to be a, a venue for. Um, these women to be able to come forward and for some p penalty to happen yeah. if this behavior continues mm -hmm. because that's why people aren't coming forward. Right. They, they feel that so they're going to be... So what they said, if I said something, yeah. it's going to... My, hurt my your career will be done. Exactly. No, but you know what? But you know what? I So I'm thinking about an anonymous collection of stories 
true stories that happen to each and each and every one of these, and they all everybody has them, and some of them are really vulgar, so sexual, uh, sexual uh, stuff too. Uh, it's I, th that's I, that's yeah. rampant actually, mm -hmm. and you know the Me Too thing with the hashtag mm -hmm. that happened with after Harvey Weinstein, the Me Too in 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 our little it's it's. It's huge. Every one of us, when we started to talk, uh, and everyone said, yes, I have been sexually harassed at the workplace, wow. in the cath lab, absolutely. Wow. Every one of the women. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy, right? That is stunning. As, as a father of two daughters and, and three granddaughters, I'm yeah. stunned. It's appalling. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you, 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 it's hard to believe this stuff goes on. But I do, when you write your article, I hope that at the end of it, you talk about with the people that have treated you positively, how that's had a positive impact. Oh my impact. God! Yes. You know, I mean, I think I think you ought to go find some examples of, of women that have had male mentors who behaved in a way that a normal human being should behave, mm -hmm. because you know, the, the, there's bad, but the, you need to recognize the good if you behave the right way. You're building the field. Right. Mm -hmm. You're bringing the right people on and giving them yep. the permission to, to be successful. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good. That's good. All right. Well, that's not how we're going to end because that's <laughs> too yeah. much of a low end. Okay. Yeah. That's too much of a low end. So, um, favorite TCT venue city-wise? I still love DC. Really? Always have. Always will. All right. San, well, San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah, DC. I vote West Coast simply for because it's so Geography much easier, easier for you. Geography. It's so much easier to travel. Coming to the East Coast always messes me up. Uh, what What do you love about DC? So the venue just feels tight. Yeah. And uh, the rooms the feel like yeah. More everything cozy. seems close. And DC is a fantastic city. Yeah. It's just, and it's yeah, easy to get in and out of. San Francisco has the Golden Gate Bridge, man. How can you yeah, beat yeah. that? I, I like well, San Francisco, gonna, too. I think it's going to be kind of cool to go back to San Francisco and to support everything, all the bad stuff that's going on there, that, you know, with the, yeah. with the wine country and all of that, but also just to get back there is going to be great. Next year, we're going to be at San Diego, right, Marty? San Diego next year, yeah. San Francisco the year after. Yeah. So, so we're in two good. West well, Coast. Well, San Diego's just a great place, Just yeah. for you, David. Yeah. Happy with that. Yeah. Are we ever going to go to Australia, Marty? And <laughs> <laughs> everyone else can get the What about Minneapolis? Uh, <laughs> Minneapolis is centrally in, located. In, in, in Houston. January. Houston is not a bad venue. I, I love the, I, the Houston in, in January, Convention Center. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. I in actually January. raised Houston as one of the possibilities. I love Houston. I mean, there are some different cities we are going to go to. We're actually going to go to Boston one year. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to uh, look at that. I got grandkids there. I'm up. Tell me what year it is. We'll be there. <laughs> That's the one meeting anywhere in Boston. My wife, you're going to that one. Uh-huh. You know, I'd love to see us in New York, but it just can't happen. They don't have a venue and it's too expensive. It's always so fantastic to be to, to do this. I, lo I love this. I think it's great. I'm going to take this show on the road. I'm, I'm expecting <laughs> you guys. Because, you, you have know, interventional cardiology doesn't work out for me. I'm thinking. I was just going to say, Roxanne, you have an amazing radio voice. You do. <laughs> yeah. you. It's spectacular. It is. It is. It is. It's fantastic. Right, well, you know, promise to listen to all my podcasts. I okay, Paul? I think I might <laughs> do that. Yeah. Start doing you know, that. Start tweeting about it. Exactly. Make it, make it like right. podcast rocks podcast it. first. Rocks. <laughs> make rocks it, first. Make it rocks first. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys. I know it's been a long, long uh, day, but I thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for your friendship. And please, you're on the list now, so you're going to be invited again next year. Give us your time. Thank you so much.